0: So we want to complete our teaching on the doctrine of baptisms because we have a lot to cover. Are you with me? So, how many of you understood what we taught on Thursday? So, based on what we learned about doctrine of baptisms, baptism represents our oneness with Christ. See after we are our oneness with Christ. Our inclusion into Christ, our oneness with Christ, that we have been immersed into Christ, we have put on Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible says, like we saw in Galatians chapter 3 from verse 26 to 27, it says, You are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Then he goes further to say, As many of you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. Hallelujah. So that's what baptism represents. Number one, our oneness with Christ or our inclusion into Christ. So after me, our oneness with Christ. Number two, baptism, like we showed on Thursday, also means we have been cleansed by the Spirit. So because we believe in Jesus Christ and we have received the Holy Spirit, we have been cleansed. Say after me, I have been cleansed. We have been purified, we have been washed. Then, it also means that we have been born again. Maybe that's to even come first. Because we explained that Holy Ghost baptism is the same as being born again. Hallelujah. We said Holy Ghost baptism is what? The same as being born again. There was one more we didn't treat, but I will just do it quickly. Baptism also means we have escaped the wrath of God. The wrath of God. So, let's look at Matthew chapter 3 from verse 6 to 7. The reason I'm actually doing this teaching is because based on what I taught on Thursday about baptisms, the conviction is already complete. Are you with me? It's set. But there may still be other questions. People may say, what about this scripture? What about this scripture? What about this other scripture? So I want to close all loopholes. Hallelujah. So Matthew chapter 3 from verse 6, it says, And where people came out to John and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Now mark that phrase. Who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? What is he talking about here? You know, one of the reasons why the Bible, you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is so that you can see complete explanations of the things that were said in this one. If you you don't get it properly in Matthew, Mark should say something about it. If you don't get it complete in Mark, Luke should say something about it. So go to John chapter 3. Remember, the work of John was to reveal Jesus Christ, right? The work of John was to do what? To reveal Jesus Christ. So in the study of the ministry of John, we can begin to see revelations about the ministry of Christ. Praise the Lord. So now go to John chapter 3. Let's start with 33. John 3, 33. It says, He that received his testimony has set to his seal that God is true. Can we start from that place where it says no man can receive anything except Okay, that's 27. Let's see how fast we can go. John answered and said, A man cannot receive, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. What was happening here, like I showed you on Thursday, John disciples, came to, Jesus, to John and told him, hey, this guy you baptized and told us that he will baptize with the Holy Ghost. People are running to him now. He's becoming a big thing in the city. And John said, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Verse 28. You yourself bear witness that I said I'm not the Christ, but I am sent before him. He says, then he goes 29, that he rejoices about Christ that the bridegroom stands by the side and addresses about the groom. In verse 30 he says, He must increase, but I must decrease. He that cometh from above is above all, he that is of the earth is earthly, he that speaketh of the earth and speaketh of the earth, and he that cometh from heaven is above all. All of this is talking about Jesus Christ. Are you with me? All of this is talking about Jesus Christ. Then he goes to verse thirty five. He says, The Father loved the Son, talking about Jesus. He said the Father loved the Son and had given all things into his hand. Everybody read verse thirty six together. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. (laughs) Remember, John was telling them, who hath told you to flee from the wrath to come? So what did that mean? It meant that if you were coming to John's baptism, you were actually declaring that I will believe in Jesus. And if I'm coming to John's baptism... I'm declaring that by believing in Jesus I have escaped the wrath or the judgment for those who will not believe in Jesus. Are you with me? That means people who were coming to John's baptism were actually saying that I will believe in Jesus. They were demonstrating a figure that listen, if I get baptized by John, when the Messiah comes, I will turn to him. Praise the Lord. Interestingly, after they made that declaration, he came and many of them did not turn to him. So, That means if I believe in Jesus Christ today, I have escaped from the wrath of God. The wrath that is to come on those who will not believe, those who will reject the gospel, I have escaped. Glory. Glory! So let's look at some more controversial issues. So now, since we have seen that the true baptism is not of water, but of the Spirit. Since we have seen that it is not... What water baptism that saves a man so what about the scriptures that suggest about water baptism that means we have to go and look at them again are you with me for instance matthew 28 from verse 18 to 19 when you begin to study the bible you will begin to understand why you must uphold scripture because the scripture does not contradict itself it cannot be saying one thing here and saying something else here if this is what it's saying if i've studied the epistles and i'm seeing A train of thought. Then I should go back and study. Are you with me? Matthew 28 from verse 18. What does it read? One to three go. And Jesus answered. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Given unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, let's take it one by one again. Verse 18. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. You see, one of the major challenges you have in Bible study is preconceived notion. When you see baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, you believe, okay, this is water. But let's assume you didn't even know what baptizing meant. Are you with me? Because as we see, we didn't see anything God water inside the whole right up there. See, let me tell you the truth here. If the Bible in the previous scriptures we've studied, in the epistles, all those things we studied on Thursday, if it actually did not downplay water baptism, it would have been easy for us to just say, are you with me? That this is what this means. Are you following me? If we did not see Paul saying First Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 17 that Christ sent me not to baptize, are you with me? If we did not see Paul see all of that, it would have been easy for us to accept that okay, what it's saying is yes, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? But when we are seeing something else, then we have to go and check. Maybe we have put our mind into something that's not there. Are you with me? Maybe we have assumed that that's what it's saying. So it's not like we are trying to just bend the Bible. Maybe Jesus knew more than we knew. Are you with me? For instance, if you read like I showed you in John chapter 3, when we're talking about the deity of Christ, if you don't pay attention to something, you won't even notice it. For instance, he will say, He that comes from above is above all. John 3.13 And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came out from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. If you don't pay attention, you will not discover that he's trying to say, even the sort of man which is in heaven. You see that, that phrase, that is, changes everything. Have you ever read that part in the book of Revelation that says that not one part of the word of God should be changed? That if any part is changed, God will judge the person. You see, him say, for instance, you see Paul say that when God was promising Abraham, he did not say to seeds as of many, but to seed as of one. That means the S, <laughs> By God making it singular changes everything. Are you with me? That's why I'm careful of translations, especially all these departure translation message. They will just you no. Know, be careful. Praise the Lord. For instance, you see Jesus say, "Before Abraham was, I am." So, is it, it have been easy for us to just assume that okay, that's what he's saying? If we did not see the apostles say something else, praise the Lord. If you are lost, be found in Jesus' name. This is why it's important to follow series. See, even if you missed the service, you have to go back and read, listen to it. Hallelujah. So, back to Matthew 28, from verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So, first of all, from this precedence, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Hold that word. Teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. It does not end with a full stop. It ends with a colon. So, the next verse is supposed to tell us how to baptize people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? So, go to verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So, how do we baptize people in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost? By teaching them. Are you with me? How do we baptize people in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost? How do we baptize people in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost? By teaching them. By teaching them. Now, why, do we use the, why is the word baptize there? If it is teaching, why is the word baptize there? Because, he's trying to tell us the method. The method of teaching. is not just Okay, let me just give you some things to know, some moral lessons. He's trying to tell you, teach them, baptize them inside this thing. Teach them to the point where that's all they live for. Teach them to the point where they are inundated by it. Teach them to the point where this is, it has become their conviction. It has become their mindset. Are you with me? This morning, my tab was acting as if it was going to be missing. I came to the office. I did not see the tab. I went to the, back to my house. I did not see the tab. I said, my teachers are in this tab. you know what I did? So I just sat down and I said, okay. All I'm going to do is first service. I started typing it out. Wrote it on my phone. I arranged it. I said, the main service, I'll arrange it too, Because I'm inside it. It's inside me. Do you understand? I've been in master. <laughs> if you wake me up in the morning, say, maybe tomorrow morning now, uh, it's Monday, you wake me. Pastor, wake up. Um, go and preach. All you need to do is give me clothes. Like yesterday, we went for evangelism. And I was not supposed to go for that evangelism. I wanted to stay indoors and prepare. But when I saw there was nobody to lead the evangelism, I said, okay, I'm going to to go. So we went out, preaching, 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 preaching. Then I was called. One of the people that got born again wanted to speak in tongues. That she wants to speak in tongues, but she cannot. I said, okay, let's get her feud. Now, let's do it. She prayed in tongues. (laughs) She was praying in tongues so much that the, the customer that came to, call, to do POS, when the way he was praying in tongues, he, he left. So me and Anna call it, I'll come back. <laughs> that, so that she will not say you lost, you lost customer because you, were, you got filled, but it's what it. It's, you will pray in tongues and more will come. You will activate angels everywhere. Hallelujah. You immerse them. Immerse them. Immerse them. Can you imagine Peter and John? They were on their way to the temple to pray on their way to pray, and they met a man that was lame from his mother's womb there. And he told them, look on us. He said, such as we have in the name of Jesus. It's called Christ consciousness. You have been, they knew they had something. He said, silver and gold, we have none. But such as we have in the name of Jesus, give I to thee. Do you understand that? Many Christians, they are still at the point where they, they, are, they are not sure they have something. You know why? They have not been amassed. They've not been baptized into this thing. And the baptism we are talking about is not water baptism like I've explained before. They have not been immersed into the, the reality of the truth of what is in Christ. Say after me, I have something. Hallelujah. Sometimes there is this, oh, we all battle with it. Even ministers. Sometimes you want to pray for the sick and you feel like, do I have power? What if I pray and nothing happens? No, I have something. The name of Jesus has been given unto me. Are you with me? You know why did we come to the healing service? I was discussing with Pastor. We were just talking, and he was telling me how Germany needs the power of God. He said, "On the road, there are many blind people." Kai. He was talking. I was praying in tongues. He said, "Let me tell you." He was telling me. He said, "Pastor, it's just that they have enough equipment that the blind man can move without anybody's help. They have a lot. They have GPS. They have everything." People who are blind, people who are crippled, they have a way of working, of operating without anybody assisting them. Their equipment, their robots, the train is working. They just need to just follow the directions that will be given to them by the GPS and they'll know what to do. He said, but pastor, there are many blind, there are many deaf people, there are many people who cannot walk. Even in the train, they have a support system for those who cannot walk. I'm like, wow. He says, pastor, in this place, if you want to preach the gospel, bring power. He said that one day in the church, where he's attending, somebody came and met him and said, the guy is an atheist, not fully a Christian. He said, if God can only heal me. And in the church, you know, that, they have not seen many of those kind of things, those supernatural stuff. So they were like, hmm, if God can only heal. So well, we thank God, one day you he will heal. And they were, asking, what, they were asking, what about the miracles that we used to, see, we used to hear of? And we are just discussing, that sometimes doesn't it look like we are handicapped, that we can't do anything? You know, sometimes when you see somebody with crutches, and, and you feel like, what can I do to help this person? You know, as we are talking, we finished discussion. Then we prayed. Then the Lord said to me, "He said, my son. I said, yes. What happened? Don't ever think that the healing is not possible. He said, don't go far. Don't go far to the men of God you honor. He said, look at your life." Look at all the healings I've done in the past. If you look properly, you should believe. So, said, Lord, what are you talking about? He said, if you remember, I have done strange things with you. He said, that I did it before. It's proof that I will do it again. And in fact, this Sunday, I will do it again. Declared this Sunday healing service. I said, yes, sir. I said, I will do it again. Later in the day, somebody sent me a message. Let me read the message to you. He's a member of this church. Although, because of where he stays, he comes... Once in a while, some of you know him. He said, good evening, sir. Talking about healing, last night I had a dream. I dreamt that someone was jumping up saying, I'm healed. I'm healed. I think God is doing something. He said, remember. You know, just when I'm trying to celebrate one miracle that, oh, I want to stay on what God has done, He will do something else. You know, sometimes we we downplay. I put that testimony on Instagram. We're doing impartation service. Grace changes Everything service. I was walking towards this corner and I heard liver. I'm correcting somebody's liver. So I said, Who has liver problem? Nobody came out. After the service, a lady mm-hmm. runs to me upstairs and said, Pastor, it's me. Pastor is me. Pastor is me. I went for checkup. They said, My liver is this. This is my liver. Is this. I said seven days. Seven days they checked the liver, corrected. The man brought the results. She was she was delaying to bring the testimony because she wanted to see the results. The results said, liver corrected. The doctor was asking, now what did you do? Yes. Are you following me? Then the Lord reminded me, and that this for somebody. This, this, this miracle I want to say now is for somebody here. A brother of ours, I won't mention his name because, because of how sensitive this is. Charismata, all of his, his pubic region eh, was as though he had gonorrhea. Strange things were grow, growing around here. He said he did not tell anybody. But as I was laying hands, I laid hands on him and passed. And he felt somebody come to his ear. That's an angel. And said, you have a new body. He said, "Ah, ah, who is that? He looked everywhere. Nobody. But somebody, very clear. You have a new body. As the days went on, he saw those things peel off and fall. They were peeling off and falling. peeling off. By January, everything had fallen. Say, after me, I have something. I have something. The Lord was reminding me. He began to remind me. Is it people without palpitation? Is it when we went to Zenke village and I prayed for a lady who could not see and she opened her eyes and said, hey! And we took off. <laughs> he told me, don't ever say the healings are in the past because he that is faithful in little. How many of you remember when confidence used to started coming to New breed with his eyeglass? Until one day in the, after- in the afternoon outside here, I said, give me, give me these glasses. Ah, it wasn't easy that time. But today, he's not using it again. Father, in the name of Jesus, everyone trusting you for a healing today in this service, no matter how long it has lasted, people trusting you to use their eyes without glasses, Lord, they receive their healing. In the name of Jesus, they receive complete healing. In the name of Jesus, they receive complete healing. In the name of Jesus, anyone with a pain in his body, Anyone with a skin reaction. Anyone with an abnormality. It is corrected in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Say after me, I have, something. I have something. So, this baptism I showed you in Matthew 28 is the baptism of truth. Say after me, the baptism, the baptism of truth. Let me tell you something. When we become so immersed into Christ and the religion of Christ, the supernatural will become easier. It will become easier. That means if we're going to follow Matthew 28, verse 9 to 20, we are supposed to pray. it takes over you. Are you with me? You're supposed to worship until the worship takes over you. You must be immersed inside. That's how our camp meeting is called Christ Immersion Camp. Because (laughs) this year's camp meeting for port December 1st to 4th, we went out. So that's the baptism of truth. Hallelujah. But there are still some other verses of the Bible that may need to be explained. For instance, John chapter 3 from verse 3. John 3. Please, can you give me verse 1? This scripture. See, John chapter 3. Yeah. I have a love relationship with it. Be with me. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Verse 2. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Ah, he cannot see. You know this scripture I've used to explain to you before why you should not argue with people. When you are trying to convert your soul, don't argue with them. They will tell you, What are you speaking in tongues? What is rababa? He cannot see, no matter how you want to explain to him, he cannot see the kingdom. Are you with me? Because the sight of the kingdom is spiritual. There are many things you may not understand. Until you come into the kingdom. Even if we try to explain to you, you will not get it until you come inside. Those days when I used to be in the service and I would say, Pastor, say, there is somebody here. I said, how did you know there is somebody here? How is there somebody here now? Until when I started experiencing it. I cannot forget. Who remembers that service? When we were in the classroom. We were about to close healing service, June 7th. As we were about to close, my leg began to pain me. Seriously. Ah, my right leg. Then I said, there is somebody here. <laughs> we were just about to say, unto the measure the thing. I said, somebody here. You came with a pain on your leg. Two people raised their hand. I said, no, I will differentiate now. On your right leg. The woman said, I'm the one. Her daughter invited her. I said, in the name of Jesus. One week that she drove to meet us. She said, since that to today, this pain disappeared and never came back. So, oh, that's how somebody here works. Oh, okay. Some weeks ago in August, I went to preach somewhere around Cocaine Village. It was a retreat. I was preaching, and this time around, it was my chest. I said, "God of mercy, I said, if you came here with chest pain, stand up." Three of them came out. The way at a point, I started feeling it how it, it it affects them. It will come, it will go, it will come, it will go. I said, "It comes and goes." They say, "Ah, pastor, it's me." It will come like this. It's like, be like I want to faint. I said, "Today is over." I felt that in so much that I started praying for myself. I said, God, it's you that took the infirmities, not me. <laughs> except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4. Nicodemus said, How can the man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second name to his mother's womb? Now, my emphasis is verse 5 because of people have misinterpreted verse 5. Jesus answered, "Very, very I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. How many of you have heard this verse being explained as water baptism and spirit baptism? One told me, is water baptism first. Then, spirit. <laughs> just go back and study it properly. There was no mention of baptism in this verse. He's talking about the idea is what? Being born again. Not making a baptism. Except a man be born of water. First of all, when you see that italicized, that bracket, you know that it's is not just that, what it is. So let me read it to you, what it actually is. Because of what I've explained before. Remember that time I explained how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good. So it's not like power is separated from the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the power. Acts 10.38. Remember, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The Holy Ghost is the fire. That's the thing happening here. Except the man be born of water, which is the spirit. Did you get that? Except the man be born of water, which is the spirit. Except the man be born of water, which is the spirit. Except the man be born of water, which is the spirit. The water is the spirit. Are you with me? He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, pastor, are you sure of what you are saying? See verse 6. John 3 verse 6. It says, everybody read John 3 verse 6. 1, to 3, go. Flesh. is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Did you notice this? He didn't say anything about the water again. He may say that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the water and of the spirit? Are you following this? That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at another one. First Peter 3. I gave the pastors an assignment on this. All pastors and leaders, are given an assignment on this. First Peter 3 verse 18. And here I will answer their, their question. First Peter 3 from verse 18. It says, For Christ also had once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Glory! Tell me I've been brought to God. Being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Verse 19. By which also he went and preached unto the Spirit in prison. Verse 20. Which sometimes were disobedient. When once the long-suffering of God? waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wearing a few, oh, King James, <laughs> which sometimes were disobedient. When was the long suffering of God, waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing? Just say, while the ark was being prepared. <laughs> while the ark was being prepared, that is, wearing few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. Verse 21, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Are you seeing this? Baptism doth also now save us. Now, see the bracket. Everybody read what's in the bracket. Now, this is Peter, Apostle Peter. He's telling us that the baptism that saves us is not the one that puts filth away from your flesh. Oh. So what does this mean? Somebody should just respond. Tell me, what does that not the putting away of the flesh mean? What does it mean, Professor? I would like to say, praise the Lord. I would like to say it pertains to uncleanness. You know, I think in the time past there's purification for those who are unclean. Mm -hmm. It was physical. So I think this one is differentiating it that it's not that exactly that one. It's not that physical baptism. Mm -hmm. Okay, who wants to say, who wants to say something else? Okay, so I think that maybe he means um like works that's putting away of the field of the flesh. that's no? It's not the putting away of the field of the flesh. Oh my God! Works cannot come in here because he's telling you that we are unto baptismal now. Save us, not the putting away of the field of the flesh. Okay, Ratone wants to talk. Hallelujah. I think it's still talking about water baptism. Mm-hmm. Where you're dipped into the water. Where you are dipped into the water. Your flesh becomes new. Your your physical body becomes clean. He's saying that what saves you is not that one. Are you with me? I know where you got the idea of because flesh. Okay, flesh is evil, but that, that's not the context here. Let me tell you something. If you want to learn the Bible, it's not about wrong or right, though. Just be open. Don't feel like, okay, I said something wrong. Pastor is lambasting me. No, 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 no. We are together. Are you, are you with me? He's trying to tell you that the baptism that saves us is not the dipping into water, it's not the one that cleanses your flesh that saves you. Are you with me? But the answer of a good conscience toward God. Now, this was the, the assignment I gave the pastors. I told them to explain this verse. It does not for you. So, if it is not that one, which baptism actually saves? If you check very well, because of our time, let me just go straight to the point. If you check very well, the people that were saved, how were they saved? The eight souls that were saved in Noah's time, how were they saved? The ark, right? The eight souls in Noah's time that were saved, how were they saved? They were saved by entering the ark bar, they were saved by entering into the ark, right? So which baptism saves? Is it the flood or the ark? Which baptism? You know the interesting thing. There is water even in this story. <laughs> so which baptism saves? Is it the flood of that destroyed people or the ark? Nobody is talking here. Which baptism saves? Is it the flood or the ark? The Eight souls entered into the ark. That is the picture of baptism. That is the like figure of baptism. Not the flood. Because the people that were saved were not saved by entering into the flood. Are you with me? They were saved by being immersed into the ark, which is a picture of being immersed into Christ. Are you with me? So it is entering into the ark that is the like figure of baptism through which they were saved, right? He says, let's just read verse 20 into verse 21 again sometimes When the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, when God was patiently waiting for people to respond to Noah, while the ark was preparing, wearing few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. The confusing thing is saved by water. So, how did the water save them? Did the water save them by them being immersed into the water? Or the water saved them by be, them being immersed into the ark and the water carried the ark up? Are you with me? The same water that exalted the ark destroyed the other people are you following me the same water that lifted the ark was the same water that destroyed the other people so they were saved by water and other people were judged by water are you with me so the salvation by water does not mean that it is the water that saved them it is that they were immersed into the ark praise the lord let me tell you the truth there is no common sense in bible study are you with me there is no common sense in bible study and like I told you before, this is not to showcase, oh, this pastor can preach or we have rema. Mm-mm. It is that there is something the word of God is saying. My job is to school you so well that when you open your mouth to declare the gospel of Christ on any subject, they should ask you, where are you coming from? You know, my wife was telling me something that one day she opened the Bible to read. As she was reading the Bible, she was like, ah, As the David has finished me. See, is it, this thing I used to read before and I didn't used to understand See, now I can open the Bible and read it and know exactly what it's saying hallelujah so you can see even Apostle Peter told us that it's not what a Bible is in that saves. so what about the answer of a good conscience the idea is that when you have come into Christ your conscience will be changed praise the Lord you know what I'm trying to do I'm trying to build a culture of Bible study I'm trying to build it I'm trying to make you love the word of God. Try to enforce it inside you. How many of you have noticed that since we have been doing this orthodoxy series? It's as if you are enjoying the word of God more. You have to. So let's look at something else. Acts chapter 10 from verse 44. Acts 10 verse 44. So what is happening here? God spoke to Cornelius that he has seen all his giving and sacrifices, and he needs to be saved. And that Cornelius, you reach out to Peter to come and preach to him. Now, Cornelius was not a Jew. Cornelius was a Gentile. He was not from the nation of Israel. Are you with me? And Cornelius was hearing Peter preach. And Peter was preaching unto him. You know, Peter, God had to force Peter to go and preach. And while Peter was preaching, verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, everybody read, yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Verse 45. Astonished As many as came with Peter. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then said Peter. Or then answered Peter. Can any man forbid water? That this should not be baptized. Now, Peter was surprised. Let's read it. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Verse 48. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord then prayed they into 30 days. Now, if you read this verse, mm, Acts chapter 10 from verse 44 to 48, you will think that, oh, the apostles, the apostles made it mandatory. Now, how can you be speaking in terms that you have not entered water? What sort of rubbish is that? Because Peter was shocked. That, ah, ah, These guys, they have not... Don't water baptism. How come the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues? Something must be wrong. Can any man forbid water? In fact, you are believed that enter. But we will see what Peter now believed in chapter 11. Go to chapter 11. So in chapter 11, the apostles called him and said, So you went to preach to Gentiles. Come and report yourself. Come and explain. <laughs> so, verse 11. And the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. Verse 2. And when Peter w- was come up to the Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision contended with him. So people that were the Jews, they said, you went where? To the, they called them the circumcision. So they called the Gentiles uncircumcised. Are you with me? You said you went to preach where? The Gentiles. C- come, come and explain yourself. Come and talk. <laughs> they that were of the circumcision contended with him. Verse 3. Saying that went into men uncircumcised and did it with them. You know, religion is bad. They didn't even care that people had received the gospel. They didn't even care that people had. Oh my God. You know, the church people will do this thing too. Maybe somebody comes into the church with a tattoo and is like this. Then, during the worship, the person now knew that I was crying and was now praying in tongues. Oh, Jesus. You know I mean? Tattoos today, your hand. They speak in tongues. do worry now. What is even worshiping God? Which, where is that worship going to? Or is it the one that, people that keep dreadlocks or people that are wearing cap in church? Say you, the cap is blocking the worship. <laughs> or they are giving dreadlocks. <laughs> you are not even happy that you even came to hear the word of God. That's not the one That is turning to God gradually is not that. He, why will he wear a cap? Why will he keep? Now I'm not approving of tattoos. Are you with me? But religion. So. He said, you went and ate with them. You didn't even give testimony that they, they are now speaking the tongue. They said, you went and ate with them. Verse 4. But Peter rehearsed the matter. He said, let me explain. Let me tell you how this thing happened. It's not my fault. <laughs> but Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them, saying... I was in a city of Joppa praying, and I was in a trance. I saw a vision, a certain verse of the sand. It had been a great sheet laid down from heaven by four corners, and it came even unto me. So he saw a flat sheet, great sheet, came down. Four corners. Verse 6. Upon which, when I had fastened my eyes, I saw, considered, I saw and I considered four-footed beasts of the earth, wild beasts and creeping things, and the fowls of the air. Verse 7. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay and eat. Verse 8. But I said, not so, Lord. Peter was correcting Jesus. Not so, Lord, for nothing common unclean at, at any time entered into my mouth. Now, you need to understand what God is doing here. God is showing him a vision by using imagery. So, as a Jew, he does not eat unclean animals. So, how come God will now be telling him, eat unclean animals? He says, "Lord, nothing common, unclean, at any time to into my mouth." Verse nine. But the voice answered, answered me again from heaven, "What God has cleansed, that call not thou common." That's an attitude for another day. He didn't say, "What has been cleansed, do not call common." He says, "What God has cleansed." So it is God's input that makes it not unclean. Are you with me? Well, let's move on. verse, verse ten. This was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. Verse 11. And behold, there were three men already come unto the house where I was from Caesarea sent unto me. Verse 12. And the Spirit bade me go with them, not in doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me. So, he, he carried some other people, some other Jews. And we entered into the man's house. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house. We stood and said unto him, send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose son' name is Peter. Verse 14. Who shall tell the words, whereby thou, thou and all the house shall be saved. So, are you seeing the story here? Cornelius was in his house praying, and the God came to Cornelius and said, go and meet Peter. Before he went to meet Peter, God had already gone to Peter, and gave Peter an encounter. Cornelius is coming. Go with him and preach to him. Are you with me? Who, is, who has followed me to this point? Who shall tell the words, whereby thou and all the house shall be saved. Verse 15. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Verse 16. Then I remembered the word. Everybody read this verse. Then remembered I the word of the Lord. How that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. That means even that time when Peter commanded them to be baptized with water, he was thrilled. He was saying, oh, oh, is this what Jesus was trying to tell us that time? That John baptized with water. And we'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Jesus said this thing. Jesus said this thing. Okay, but I don't really understand this yet. But, oh yeah, enter water. Are you following me? This was where Peter's mind began to open up. Ah. This baptism that saves is not this water thing. Are you following me? It's the Spirit. The influence of the Spirit. Baptism in the Spirit. That's what means to be born again. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Ah. So, when we are teaching, it's not just because we want to bring out. We are trying to present to you the same convictions that the early apostles had. That's orthodoxy. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Having me blessed so far. Now, if it is true, and since it's true, like we've seen, that Holy Ghost baptism is what saves us being amassed into Christ by the Spirit. That means... The work of the Spirit in a man's life is the most and only potent way to ascertain his salvation. Are you with me? Romans chapter 8. This is where I will conclude this teaching of baptisms. Now, if you are following us and you don't understand anything I've been teaching about baptism, eh, I will encourage you just go back and listen to the teaching. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 8. I will still come back to this descending salvation next month, October. How do you know you are saved? How do you know somebody is saved? (laughs) And by the time we are done with October, you will be, you see, many of you, you will end that series with prayer and fasting because there are many people you have to start praying for. Are you with me? Romans 8 from verse 6. It says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hallelujah. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, Neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in in the flesh cannot please God. Everybody read verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Hey. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Read this verse again. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ... He is none of his. Meaning, if a man does not have the Holy Spirit, he is not saved. When a man is saved, the man receives the Holy Spirit. How does a person get saved? You must remember, repent from dead works. You must come to the end of yourself. You must come to the point where you tell yourself, I cannot continue on my own. I must surrender to Christ. Repent from dead works, put faith in Christ, and then you are baptized into him by the Spirit. That Holy Spirit inside of you, listen. I want to, Let me do a test here. If you have ever had a supernatural leading before, raise your hand. Where you had a dream, God showed you something that was going to, going to happen. If you have spoken in tongues here before, raise your hand. Let me tell you, those things are important. I can't press too deep on it. Those things are reminders that you belong to him. <laughs> are you with me? You are not on your own. His seal is upon you. The Holy Ghost is called our seal. He's upon See Say after me, the seal of God is upon me. By the Holy Spirit. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. So this is what it means to be baptized. Or what the doctrine of baptisms mean. It means that, number one, we have been born again by being baptized into Christ. Hallelujah. Number two, it means we have been purified by the Holy Spirit. We have been cleansed. We cook and complete it for me. We have escaped the wrath of God. We are one with him. Hallelujah. So let me take it again. Baptism represents that, number one, we are born again. Say after me, baptism represents that we are born again. We got that from Galatians chapter 3, from verse 27. The Bible says, For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. So baptism means you have been baptized into Christ. Amen. Baptism also means that we are now one with Christ. Hallelujah. Now our identity is found in His identity. Baptism also means that we have been cleansed by the work of the Spirit. Say after me, cleansed by the work of the Spirit. And baptism also means that we have escaped the wrath of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I will encourage you, go back to this teaching, review it again, listen to it. I know it's it's new. It sounds new. But (laughs) the Word of God is the Word of God. Hallelujah. And I will encourage you, be consistent. It helps the teaching. Are you with me? For instance, now, there are certain things I want to say. If you don't have a background of something I've said before, you may be saying, what, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise.